Father, we come now, Lord. We come with bowed heads and humbled hearts. We come, Father, just to say thank you, Lord, because our presence here this morning 
is proof of your grace and mercy. Father, we love you and we need you. We know, Lord, that we can do nothing without you. So, Father, we ask, oh, Lord, that, that you would just keep your loving arms around us. Keep us in your loving care, oh, Lord. Master, there are those here this morning that are still trying to find their way. Master, we ask, oh, Lord, that you would just, with the smallest of your fingers, touch their lives that they will realize that you are still God and you are still alive. We ask, O oh Lord, that you will give them direction, that you will point them in the way that they need to go, and that way is to you, O oh Lord. Father, we ask that you would bless them now, Lord. Keep them in your loving care. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. sit for just a moment this time nice I'm happy to present to you our deacons who will lead us in our further devotional service our deacons good morning our scripture this morning is coming from 1 Samuel 3rd chapter I'll read verses 1 through 5 One night, Eli's eyes were being, becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord said, then the Lord called to Samuel. Samuel answered, here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am. You called me, but Eli said, I did not call you. Go back and lay down. So he went back and laid down. May the Lord have a blessing on the hearers, the readers, and the doers of his holy word. Let us pray. Most Heavenly Father, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, as humble as we know how. Lord, we come this morning just thanking you for this day, Lord. Lord, we thank you for keeping your armor protection around us as the storms came through on yesterday. Lord, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for shelter. We thank you for food on our tables, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the clothes on our back. Lord, so often we just forget about giving you thanks, Lord, for the many things you do. Lord, we thank you for our legs to walk and for a tongue to talk. For, Lord, many hundred multiplied by a thousand right now, Lord, have been denied the blessing we're enjoying right now. We just ask, Lord, that you would just be in this service this morning, Lord. We ask that you bless the God-sent man as he bring a word from on high, that it may touch someone, Lord. Lord, we just pray, Lord, for this church and for this community. We ask you to continue to keep us in your care, and it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Join me for a responsive reading. All together, my soul shall be joyful in the Lord. Let's try it one more again. My soul shall be joyful in the Lord. Amen. Please join us this morning for our congregational hymn. We'll be singing, Yes, Lord.
all together. Christ as our Savior, and on the profession of our faith, have been, having been baptized in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, we do now, in the presence of God, angels, and this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, holiness, and comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, and doctrines, to contribute cheerfully and regularly to the support of this ministry, the expense of the church, the relief of the poor, and the spread of the gospel through all nations. We also engage to maintain family and secret devotions, 
to religiously educate our children, to seek the salvation of our kindred and acquaintances, to walk circumspectly in the world, to be just in our dealings, faithful in our engagements, and exemplary in our deportment, to avoid our tattling, backbiting, and excessive anger, to abstain, to abstain from the sale and use of intoxicating drink as beverages, and to be zealous in our efforts to advance the kingdom of our Savior. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember each other in prayer, to aid each other in sickness and distress, to cultivate Christian sympathy and feelings and courtesy in speech, to be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. We moreover engage that when we remove from this place, we will as soon as possible unite with some other church where we can carry out the spirit of this covenant and the principles of God's word, the church covenant. I'd like to thank our deacons for leading us in our devotional service this morning. You did just a wonderful, wonderful job, and we thank God for you. As we move along now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate. This is our benevolent offering, and just remind yourself that this is a blessing to be able to help those who may be a little less fortunate than yourself. We're going to ask the choir provide the uh, music, and the ushers will provide us an opportunity to give as we have been so blessed. So at this time, we go ask that you prepare to give now again as you have been so blessed. Choir.
Yes, yes. I think somebody else in here besides the choir is glad to be in this service. We could have been dead and in our grave, but thanks be to God and his guardian angels, we are here today. Let us pray. Dear God, we do thank you now. Lord, thank you for blessing us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you for planting your angels all around us. Protecting us from dangers that we could see, but then we know that there were some things that we couldn't see, and you still protected us from those things as well. And Father, for that we say thank you. Bless us now in everything that we do today. Father God, we thank you now for the offering which has been raised. We ask that you will bless it in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Glad to be in the service. Amen. Can anybody give the Lord a hand of praise if you're glad to be here this morning? Didn't have to let it be, but so glad that he did. Amen. Brought me through this and brought me through that and brought me here. Glad to be here one more and again. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. And certainly as Reverend Wright has said, we do thank God for him posting guardian angels beside us and around us and keeping and protecting us. Amen. Not only does he do that in the spiritual, but he does that in the natural as well. And we are grateful to have some who we might refer to as our own guardian angels who help to keep watch over the city who helped to keep watch over the citizens of Jackson. We want to honor them on this morning. Can you thank God for our first responders here this morning? Come on, let's bless them real good. Amen. Come on, come on. Our own city of Jackson fire department, our JPD. Amen. They do a fine job protecting and serving and we thank God for them. Amen. 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 And listen, I, I know we usually have them a little later in the service, but I'm going to move them up because last year, uh, as we were in the reception, something happened and, and they got on a call and they had to leave immediately because when they call, they got to go. Amen. And, and we don't know if a call might come. And so since they're here now, amen, let's go ahead and recognize them now. Amen. Amen. Because we don't want a call to have to come and not have time to fellowship and pray with you and pray over you and recognize you for the fine job that you do. Amen. So won't you come now and let's do this for our first responders. Good morning. Mr. Mary, have you ever had to make a phone call when you've been in trouble? Every day we wake up and we turn on the news and we find there's been a murder here or there's been a robbery over there. We hear that there's been a fire over there or an assault and a burglary way over there. Maybe there's been a car accident on the highway or a gas leak wherever. And sometimes we have problems with our water. We have set aside <laughs> this time today to pay tribute and to say thank you to our first responders. We're going to ask members of the Jackson Police Department, Chief Moore, are you here this morning? Would, you, would our policemen please stand and come forward from Reginald? 
and the plaque read, K. Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, Armor of God Award. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10, and 11, presented to the Jackson Police Department Sunday, August 15th, April 15th, 2008. Reverend Reginald Buckley, Senior Pastor. Thank you so much. Is there a representative from the American Medical Response? Mr. Pollock is on his way, so we will give this to him when he, because you know when you call AMR, you expect that ambulance to show up. Hines County Sheriff Department. Captain Brown is going to accept this for the Sheriff's Department. That looks like a member of K Chapel, Captain Brown. <laughs> and the plaque reads the same. Thank you so much for your service. We appreciate all that you do. Amen. Jackson Fire Department. Yeah. Is, is the chief here, Chief Owens? He told me he was coming. I don't see him. Fire Department. And the last award goes to the Mississippi Highway Patrol. And I don't see is oh Major or Colonel, which one is? Major Ken Brown. The Armor of God Award for the Mississippi Highway Patrol. K Chapel's own Ken Brown. Thank you so much and thank you for your service. And all of our first responders are invited to a reception in the Buckley Room immediately following the benediction. If we can, if we can have now all of our first responders to come, it is our tradition 
that at this service, we, we pray a special blessing of God's protection over those who protect us. Amen. And so we're going to ask you all to come now as we share in this moment a very special prayer for you and your families. can if you can just lift a hand or stretch a hand this way as we pray over these men and women and for them for their protection and for their family father God in Jesus name we bless you for this city we thank you oh God for the citizens of this city right now oh God we thank you for these who have been called to serve and protect those who live here Lord, we know that they encounter many dangers, things that they don't know about that will happen in a day's time. But Lord, we're so grateful that you have all time in your hands. And oh God, we're grateful and thankful, Lord, that you are with them always, as you say, even to the end. So Lord, we thank you that if they have to go through the waters, that you'll go with them. If they have to go through the fire, Lord, your word says that they will not be singed nor burned. But Lord, you are a very present help in time of trouble. So right now, God, we pray, O oh God, that no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper. We pray, O oh God, that as they go through the city streets and as they go through the highways and the byways and the alleys, O oh God, Lord, that goodness and mercy will follow them. Lord, we pray that, that they will be representatives not only of the city, but ambassadors of Christ and ambassadors of righteousness and justice and judgment, O oh God. We thank you, Lord, that you're the God who knows all and sees all. And so, God, we pray now your blessings upon each man and woman before us, O oh God, and not only them, but their families. Keep them safe, Lord, as husbands and wives. Uh, have to part with their loved ones day in and day out not knowing what the day will bring but lord we know that you're with them now and so god we ask that you grant peace now peace that passes all understanding knowing oh god that they have been committed to your hands and when we put it in your hands it's in good hands when we put it in your hands oh lord you never lost a case and so god right now send your angels of protection oh god protect these men these women as they protect and serve in jesus name in jesus name be a shield in jesus name be a way maker in jesus name be a hedge in jesus name and for his sake we pray amen amen and amen god bless you god bless you go in peace amen 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 I feel better right now. Amen. I feel better. Amen. 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 First responders are so importantly vital uh, to the welfare and well-being of a city. And we're thankful for these very fine men and women. We're also thankful for those who are called upon to serve uh, in times of, of natural disaster. 
Uh, we've had our share of natural disasters in the past year, hurricanes and tornadoes and all kinds of things. And some of our men and women from this area who serve in various capacities uh, were called to different locations. And it's always um, sad when we have to see someone go and serve. But when someone takes the time to say thank you, I think that's especially important. And I amen, amen. I received a letter this week uh, from a church in Beaumont, Texas. And y'all remember Hurricane Harvey hit Beaumont. I received a letter from a pastor from the Peaceful Rest Missionary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas. It reads, Dear Pastor Buckley, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's reported that Herman Price was faithful in attending worship services with our congregation. We tried to show him the loving, welcoming reception to this dear brother, even though we were a stranger to him. His presence with us has been a source of warm witness to the church for all he has done to encourage us in the time of our disaster due to Hurricane Harvey. We as pastor and members felt compelled to inform you that his words and works connected with us in a meaningful way. His belief and behavior showed themselves in his deeds and service to our community. Sincerely, Pastor Elmo Chazon, the officers and the members of the Peaceful Rest Missionary Baptist Church in Beaumont, Texas. Brother Price, come on up here. Amen. Bless you. Brother Thick Man, won't you come? I think while we're in this mode, one of our own want to just say a few words on her behalf. So, if you will, come on down. Oh, yeah, my life, my life. Good morning, my K Chapel family. Um, I'm not going to take too long to um, pass this information on to you. But you know how whenever you start a journey, you have to start from a place. And for me, the place that I'm starting from is my church home. Amen. On Tuesday of this week, I made a decision, a decision that I kept telling people I wasn't going to do. People kept saying, Faye, you need to do it. Faye, what you think about it? People I know, people I love, and sometimes even strangers would come to me and say, what you, when are you going to run for something? When are you going to run for something? And as much as I and my flesh didn't want to do it, I realized it was something I wanted to do because I do enjoy serving this community. So I have qualified to run for Hines County Circuit Court Judge. The election is in November and I will hope that you will continue to pray for me. If it turns out you can Vote for me, vote for me, but most of all, keep me encouraged. Thank you. Come on, let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I tell you, it's just a spirit of service 
Amen in this house. Amen. And we're thankful for that. And you know, we are in the series, Here Am I. Amen. And we do want to remind you that on next Sunday, next Sunday, the intent of this series, of course, is to uh, make sure that uh, you are connected in meaningful ministry opportunities in the church. And one of the things that we're doing on next Sunday uh, at 945, uh, we will have a ministry expo that allows all of our ministries in the church to be on display. Uh, you will have an opportunity to see what those ministries do, how you might be able to serve in one of those capacities. And so we invite you at, in the uh, gymnasium of our fellowship hall at 945 on next Sunday to be a part of our ministry expo so that you might serve with us. Amen. God bless you and God keep you. Brother Thigman. have just a few announcements to share with you. We ask that you please keep Sister Barbara Nash in your prayers. She is having health issues. Also, please pray for Mother uh, um, of, of uh, Anita Shaw. Her mom had surgery. She's in Dallas, Texas, for the president of the church. Thank you to Brother Mike Harris for the, taking care of the sound system back there, not on just on Sunday, but whenever we call him, we thank God for him. We also thank the Voices of Love for accompanying our pastor uh, this past week. They did such an outstanding, wonderful job. So we almost thought we were at K Chapel. I said, y'all got to come back home now. Also, we ask that you please uh, don't forget to pray for Timothy Washington, the brother of Sister Aldridge, uh, transitioned on yesterday. And uh, she is the first cousin of our own Sister Donna Sims. Don't forget the Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be here next Sunday at 4 o'clock. And I know you won't want to miss that. I was asked to make the announcement that the Royal Shack Shop is open each Sunday. And also, got, just got this message, uh, Brother Timothy Washington, brother of, uh, the, uh, the brother of Sister Aldridge, transitioned just today, and that family is asking for the prayers of the church. Amen? We may get some additional announcement from the media. Media? Good morning. Just a quick reminder that Children's Church is available every second and third Sunday during the 11 o'clock worship service for children ages 5 through 12. Children's Church is located in the Cade Learning Center. The Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be in concert here at Cade on Sunday, April the 22nd at 4 p.m. For more information, please contact Brother Ricky Thickpin or Sister Mary Crump. Whether you're here at Cade or joining us remotely, it's easy to give. Just text your offering amount in dollars to the number 601-300-5190, and it's just that simple. Registration for Camp Cade is now open for kids entering the first through the sixth grade. Camp Cade will take place June the 4th through the 8th from 7.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. Registration booths are now open in the O Fellowship Hall. You can also register by texting Camp Cade to 70000. The cost of camp is only $60. The Futures Ministry will host an ACT workshop on Saturday, April the 28th from 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Registration for the workshop will be held this Sunday and next Sunday between worship services. The weight loss challenge is officially over and there's a clear winner. Congrats to the purple team with the most participation and weight loss for each member. This challenge was just the beginning for the year. Continue your plan towards a healthier you and thanks to everyone for participating. 
There's still time to sign up for the Nate Ruffin 5K Walk and Run. This event will be held on April the 21st. See any member of the scholarship board for registration information. Be sure to mark your calendars for our annual Family Day celebration. This event will take place on April the 29th during the 11 o'clock worship service. If you'd like to volunteer, please see Sister Weta Watson or Sister Donna Sims. Youth Weekend is coming up on June the 2nd and the 3rd. All youth are asked to sign up for a Youth Weekend t-shirt in the Old Fellowship Hall each Sunday following Sunday school. Any middle or high schooler who's interested in participating in the orchestra should contact Brother Ricky Thickman or Sister Fatisa Allen. And if you're a teenager or an adult who'd like to participate in the mixed age basketball game, please contact Sister Fatisa Allen at 601-613-4496. Be sure to mark your calendars for Vacation Bible School from Monday, June the 11th through Thursday, June the 14th from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. each night. The theme is Jesus the Kingdom Builder. Stay tuned for more information. Help a child explore the amazing world inside of books. The summer reading program will take place June the 11th through the 15th, and we're looking for volunteers. If you're interested in volunteering, please contact Sister Bonnie Harris. Looking for a place to use your gifts and your talents? Well, we've got just the thing for you. Join us for our ministry expo on April the 22nd from 9.45 to 10.45 in the Family Life Gym. During the expo, ministry representatives will be on site to answer all of your questions. And if you're not quite ready to join a ministry, but you're ready to volunteer, then we have a table for you as well. Be sure to mark your calendars and stop by the Family Life Gym on April the 22nd. And if you're looking to learn a little bit more about ministries before the date of the expo, check out our K-Chapel app or the Facebook page on this Wednesday. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. And we don't normally do this, but we have one more. He's going to be short, sweet, and snappy. Thank you, Brother Thick Fan. I appreciate it. I think I got two minutes, so I'm going to go ahead and make it quick. First of all, I just want to uh, just say uh, good morning to my wonderful K Chapel Church family. All right. Uh, just, you know, I was able to give this announcement earlier at 8 o'clock, and it just once again, uh, extremely blessed to give this. You know, we're so blessed to have our scholarship uh, opportunity here at K Chapel. Uh, the, the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Fund, uh, which has been in existence since 2004, has, has given over $160,000 worth of scholarships. Let's give a hand on that. Chapel. Yeah. The great thing about these scholarships is it's just not for uh, K Chapel Church uh, members, of course. We've also, you know, this scholarship is for Verdon community uh, uh, scholars, the graduates as well, and also JPS students as well. So we are super excited for, and we're just poised for another great year. We have a great event that is coming up this uh, Sunday, uh, April, uh, this Saturday, man, I'm off my game, this Saturday, April 21st, uh, here at the church. It's our uh, K Chapel, Nate Ruffin, Run, Walk, and Health Fair. Uh, of course, under the direction of our chair, Brother Oliver Sims, we're super excited to once again uh, just create an awesome opportunity. So we want to turn this campus into an oasis of health and fitness. 
So we want you to join us. We want you to be there with us. $25 registration. Anything else we need to add? We have, we have prizes that are awarded as well. Uh, this is a great opportunity because all of the funds go to scholarships. So we definitely want you to keep us in your prayers as we continue to do what we've always done, which is whatever we do with God's hand is a miracle. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Hold on, brother. Come. Yes, sir. Tell me about the cash prize. The cash prize, we're going to have to, have to tell you about the cash prize. Cash prize will be $100 for the uh, overall winner, $50 for the second place winner, $25 for the third place winner. We just had to throw that in there. So we need you to come out, make it competitive. Everything's for a great cause. We get, getting that health workout and also get a chance to go to the, the health fair for screenings and different things. And then also, like I said, everything will go to helping one of the youth scholars go to college. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you. I won't repeat. God bless you. This time now, we're going to just pause and recognize our visitors, but what we want you to do is we want you to know that when you're here, you certainly help us to make our services what we would like them to be, and when you're not here, we miss you. So, visitors, but while our visitors are coming, we do have one that's ready for the right hand of fellowship. Gwendolyn Mitchell, if you would come on down. Come on down, Gwen, at this time. And at this time, again, we're going to ask all of our visitors, if you would, please stand up. Stand up, visitors. All of our visitors. Stand, please. Remain standing. Visitors, we want you to know we are happy to have you. We're going to give you something that you can only get here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church.
Amen. We thank God for your patience and your participation this morning. At this time now, we're going to pause for a time in our service where we all can participate and to be a blessing to the ministers of this church and do what thus said the Lord. Amen. So this choir is going to come now, but just before they do, we're going to have the spoken word from the pulpit, after which we're going to ask that you prepare to give now, as you have been so blessed. This is our tithe and offertory period. Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me even this whole nation. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there should not be room enough to receive it. May God add a blessing to the reading of his righteous and holy word. Christ coming, we're going to ask the ushers to please come and be receptive of the gift that's forthcoming.
it together. now that you just take this time to just say a word of prayer, just get your minds and hearts and spirits ready to be receptive of the message that's coming from our pastor, but just prior to that, we're going to ask that this choir come with the final selection for the morning. Choir.
bless his name. Oh, bless his name. Glory to the Lamb of God. Home at last. Cares are past. Ever to rejoice. <laughs> no, sometimes we we shout about the wrong thing. If you can't shout about heaven, something wrong with your religion. Because one of these days, old church used to saying, I'll fly away. One of these old mornings, it won't be very long. You look for me and I'll be gone on, gone on home, ever to rejoice. Oh, I want, I want to see him look upon his face that I see. Saving grace on the streets, streets. Glory, glory, glory. Let, let me lift my voice. Cares are past. Home at last. Ever. Amen, amen, amen. My God, bless the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. Bless God for this angelic choir. Amen. Amen. Can we bless God for them tonight, this morning? Thank God for them. I was about to say tonight. Thank God for them tonight because we've just been preaching so much. Having a lot of evening services and I certainly want to thank all of these various choirs and our ministry of music, these musicians who have been joining me over the past weeks as we go where we are called to minister God's word. We are certainly thankful for the invitations, but I'm more grateful for uh, the fellowship that we enjoy and our ability to minister uh, the good news of Jesus Christ together as, as pastor and congregation. Uh, it is indeed a great privilege uh, to join uh, with such a dynamic team uh, as we have here. I uh, see Sister Hartfield here this morning. Amen. So good to have you back in the service. Amen. Good to have you back. Amen. It's been a long time, and Brother Hartfield just grinning as he can be. Amen. He's just smiling. Amen. Good to have you back this morning. We thank God that he indeed is a healer. Amen. Amen. I want to invite your attention to the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel, as we continue in our series, Here Am I. Here Am I, a series where we uh, think through how we offer ourselves in committed service to Christ. Here Am I. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3 beginning with the first verse and there you will find these words recorded and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli the word of the Lord was precious in those days there was no open vision it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place and his 
eyes began to wax dim that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here am I, for thou callest me. And, and he said, I call not, lie down again. And he went and lay down, and the Lord called yet again, Samuel. Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son, lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go, lie down, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to preach from the subject this morning, hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. If there is one question that I am consistently asked as a pastor... It hinges around this idea of hearing God's voice. I get questions all the time like, how do you know when God is speaking? Or what, what does God sound like? Or how are you sure that you're following the Lord's will and not your own? Certainly, these are good questions to ask, especially for someone who is seeking to live in accordance to the purposes and the plans of God. And as a person of faith, you need to know how God speaks. As a person of faith, you need to know what God sounds like. As a person of faith, you need to know how to distinguish his voice from anybody else's. And the good news is that we have been given a great promise by Jesus when he said, my sheep know my voice and they do follow me. What, what an assurance to know that the Lord has no interest in being a mysterious Messiah, but rather he desires for us to actually know him. For us to be familiar with his voice, for, for us to, 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 to be able to distinguish it clearly from all other noises and distractions in order that we might follow him. And so my goal this morning, our time together is to help you to tune your spiritual ears to the voice of the Lord. I want you to leave here better equipped to understand how God speaks, what God sounds like. And where and how he is calling you. 
Because one of the first things to understand about God is that he is not confined in his methods of communication. In fact, there are at least seven things I want to present to you this morning in terms of how God talks to us. First of all, understand that God talks to us through Scripture. That's number one. He talks to us through Scripture, through his written word, God communicates. Through his written word, God communicates. Through his written word, God communicates. God reveals his perfect will for our lives through the Bible. That's why we are, who are his followers need to read and review and remind ourselves of what his word says because in his word we have the revealed purpose and promises of God concerning our life. Listen to what the apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy 3 and 16. He says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. In other words, what Paul is saying is that this Bible is not just good incidental reading when you have nothing else to do. It's not just passing the time, but this is the word of God that is useful to your life in how you ought to conduct your life that it might be a life of purpose. It's good for doctrine, for correction, for reproof and for instruction. And when we read the holy word of God, watch this, we get familiar with God's voice. When we read his word, we understand how he sounds. When we read his word, we understand his language. When we read his word, we understand God's voice. And the importance of that is, when you get to know his voice, then you're able to hear other voices and know that ain't God talking. See, see, because that doesn't sound like the God of the Bible. I, I read his word and I know how God sounds and what you're talking about doesn't sound like my God. Wish y'all would talk to me in here. When, when, I was, when, I was, when I was in the process of publishing my first book, I, I sent the manuscript off, and, and, and the editors uh, read, the company read, the publishing company read it, and, and they said to me, well, it, it's good, and, and, but we want to offer these services to you. Number one, we want to offer uh, the service of editing uh, uh, and proofreading. Uh, we, 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 we proofread everything, and, and then we also make edits, uh, and, and we send those edits back to you to review, to, to decide if you want to keep those edits or not. I, I say, well, why are edits necessary? He said, well, because we, we want to make it more readable. I was almost offended, Dr. Jackson, because I am an English major from Tougaloo. I, I know something about writing, amen. But, but I decided, all right, you go ahead and make the edits and, and send them back to me. They sent, the, sent them back to me. I read over them. Uh, and I decided, well, I, I'll send them off to some friends who, who know me, who understand how I write, who understand how I preach, and I'll get a response from them. And, and, and after they read it, they sent me their comments, and I called them on the phone and they said, Reverend, uh, this doesn't sound like you. I, I said, what do you mean? He said, we read it, but, 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 but that doesn't sound like your writing. That doesn't sound like... You're preaching. You, you have a cadence and you have a rhythm and you have a, a poetic way of putting things. And, and whoever edited that, they took your voice out. 
And all I'm saying is, is that God has a voice. And it's in his written word. And when you read his word, you come to understand how he talks, what he says, what he means, and how we then tune our ears to know when it's him and when it's somebody else. So read his word to understand his voice. Number two, God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts. It's in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 says this, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Please hear me. Please understand this. The Holy Spirit has not been given to you to make you shout. Let me say it to this side. The Holy Spirit has not been given to you to make you shout. No, no, that, that, that's, that's good. Don't get me wrong. And I love a good shout. I was about to shout when they were saying, oh, I want to see him. It, it, that, that was just a good moment to shout. But, but, but the Holy Spirit primarily is not given for our emotive response. The Holy Spirit, according to Jesus, is given to be our helper and our comforter and our guide. He is given to reveal to us and to guide us into perfect truth. And so when I am led by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of God works in my heart to reveal to me what his word is saying. He speaks, watch this, through his spirit. Watch this. So watch this. When, I'm, when, when you're in church and the preacher is preaching and you heard something and, and you're trying to make sense of it and you don't quite understand it, it's the job of the Holy Spirit to go home with you over Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and to work in your heart in order to reveal what the truth of God's word says. That's why you don't need to leave all your holy at church. Take some of your holy home. Don't, don't leave all of your holy at church. Take some of your holy goes home with you so that he can work with you there. Wish I had a witness in here. Number three, number three, God speaks through the prophetic, through the prophetic word of knowledge and word of wisdom. He speaks through the prophetic. What do you mean, preacher? Remember, uh, Paul talks about the different gifts of the spirit, gift of tongue, gift of helps, gift of administration. But one of the gifts is also the gift of prophecy. And everybody does not get this gift. Please understand it. This is one of the challenges of preaching sermons like this because when you start talking about prophets, even prophets, uh, a lot of folks start jumping up, acting like they got the gift. Amen, lights. And the Bible says, try the spirit by. I wish y'all had. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but prophet, pro, the prophetic word is a gift. And according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 19, it says, Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Watch this, prove all things. In other words, just because somebody jumped up and said, thus saith the Lord, don't mean you ought to believe it. Prove all things. Watch this, and hold to what's good. Everything coming out of everybody's mouths is not good. Wish I had a witness in here. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. God does speak through the prophetic. Let me share with you something I shared with the 8 o'clock 
uh, uh, crowd uh, in terms of how prophetic and confirmation work. I was, I, I was called to preach when I was in high school. When I was a senior in high school, I was called to preach in high school. I knew that in high school. Um, but I was not ready to do what God called me to do. I know y'all, y'all always ready to do what God calls y'all to do. But, but, but I was a high school senior getting ready to go to college. Amen. Getting ready to get out of my mama and daddy's house. I had some plans. And preaching wasn't one of them. Pre preacher wouldn't line up with my plans. Amen. And, and so, but I, but I remembered, I remember what God had called me to do. And I went on and I graduated from Tougaloo, went on to University of Illinois. And it's there where I was wrestling with what the rest of my future would be. And I said, God, I know, I know when I was in high school, I, I remember the day, I remember the time that you, you put that in my heart that you called me to preach. But if that's really what you want me to do, God, I need you to speak to me in a way right now. Years have passed now, and, 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 and maybe, 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 maybe I was just tripping and flipping that night. Maybe I just eaten too much, and, and Taco Bell was talking to me, and it wasn't you. So, so, Lord, if that was really you, I need you to tell me again what I thought I heard. That was my prayer. That was my prayer. It was not a week later. I was in the cafeteria line getting the food, and, and a woman, I'm from Mississippi now. I'm in Illinois, and a woman who is in Illinois who does not know me, looks at me she is serving the food onto the tray and she looks at me and says young man you've been called to preach just like that out of the blue I didn't know her she didn't know me and I began to say to her I said well well listen it's interesting you say that she said no shh, don't say anything I want you to say anything because Lord is telling me that you've been praying for confirmation and I'm your confirmation I'm talking to you about the prophetic word and how God speaks to us using people who are yielded and open to him to say and to confirm for us what we need. God still uses the gift of the prophetic. Not only that, but he uses, fourthly, godly counsel. He uses godly counsel. So far, we've observed how the Lord speaks through what we might associate with spiritual means, but in godly counsel, it, it, it kind of gets more natural. Godly counsel, watch this, it is not the prophetic. It's not, it, it, it's not the word of God written, but godly counsel, watch this, are just some good godly friends. People who know, watch this, who know the Lord and who know you too. Amen. Be because it's just as important that they know you as they know the Lord. Because a good friend will tell you when you just in you. A, a good friend will tell you, no, that ain't God talking. That, that's, that's you putting yourself out there a good friend will listen to you and say well I, I really I hear what you're saying and I hear your heart but 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 let's pray about that a while before you get out there and and embarrass yourself and amen life and we need some good godly friends watch this who will be honest with us and not just tell us what we want uh, y'all ain't gonna talk to me Godly friends will help to keep you 
from getting into trouble. Godly friends will help you from making business mistakes. Godly friends will help you from getting into relationships that you know you shouldn't have been in in the first place. Godly friends will look at you and challenge you and sharpen you and help you to be a better Christian. Look at what the writer says in Proverbs 11 and 14, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. What are you saying, preacher? Get you some godly friends. Who know the Lord and who know you too. Amen. Number five, number five, confirmation, confirmation. I told you a little bit about my own conf confirmation story, but, but there's another story in the Bible uh, where Gideon is, is, is asking God, Lord, do you really want me to go into war? And do you really want me, do you really want to use me to give victory to Israel like this? God, I believe that's what you said, but, but I don't know, so I need a word of confirmation. And, and he lays his fleece out. He says, Lord, if that's really what you want me to do, then here's my fleece. I want you to make my fleece wet and the ground around it dry. If that's really what you want me to do, I'm going to go to sleep and, and I'll see. I'll see. If, if, if this is wet and this is dry, then, Lord, I believe you're talking. Gideon woke up the next morning. Indeed, the fleece was wet. The drown was dry. dry. He looked at it. said, well, Lord. Now, if you really mean what you say. Here's another chance. I want you to make my fleece dry and the ground wet. If, if you really, if you really mean. And, and the Lord did exactly what Gideon needed. What am I saying? I'm saying that when we need confirmation, God will give it to us. To get us where we need to be, to get us where we need to go, God will bring a confirming word and make it so crystal clear that it is him talking to you. And thank God for a confirming word. Confirming word. But then, then the sixth thing, the way God speaks, and this is something that I found in my personal life, that, that God, God gives us peace when he's speaking. I'm talking about the peace of God now the peace of God. When God is speaking, you there's a certain level of peace. Whenever, you, whenever I've had to make difficult decisions and, and those decisions could, could, could mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, tragedy or, 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 or embarrassment if I don't get it right or don't do it well, uh, when I've needed God to confirm to me that that was his will, God gives me, now watch this, let me say it like this. Here's how I know when it's God's will. I can go to sleep. I, I can go to sleep and, and I'm not tossing and turning. I can go to sleep and, and it's peaceful, restful sleep. And, and when I wake up, I'm rested and I'm not still thinking about it. And it's not going over in my mind. What if this happens? What if that happens? But God gives me a sense of peace and my soul is at rest. My conscience is clear. My mind is made up and I know what God has given me. Why is that important? Because the Bible says God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Which means that when God is speaking, you're not walking around confused about what it is you're supposed to do. But God gives you peace about the decision. Peace. 
peace. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Last thing, last thing. Wait, God, you know that God is talking circumstances and timing. There's, a, there's something about how God has a way of just lining things up. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but, but, but you may have been working on something and, and, and it's multiple pieces that you're trying to pull together and, and make it all fit and it's not fitting. Uh, but, but when God is talking, he just has a way of just lining it up. Folk you've been trying to get in touch with, you can't find them, and, and suddenly God has them coming to you. S situations you've been trying to fix, and, and you couldn't find a solution, and suddenly the, the solution is worked out, and things just start lining up. Uh, what I've discovered is that God oftentimes uses timing and circumstances to say, Psst, I'm here. I'm in this. And I'm speaking in your life. How am I speaking? By arranging your life. The timing of things. I'm bringing you to the right places. In with the right people. Doing the right things. God uses timing and circumstances to talk to us. Well, lest I get charged for not dealing with the text. Let me say something about Samuel. Samuel. Samuel was a child. You remember Samuel. Samuel was Hannah's boy. You remember Hannah, don't you? Hannah was the one whose womb had been barren and she could not conceive and she had been praying for years to have a child and she even told the Lord, Lord, if you give me a child, I'll give him back to you. She prayed so hard one day that she was in the temple and, and words were not coming out of her mouth but her lips were moving and the temple priest Eli looked and said, woman, you must be drunk. Get out of here. She said, I'm not drunk, I'm just praying in the spirit. I've been praying for this for a long time. And so Samuel is Hannah's boy. And in dedication and keeping her vow to the Lord, she dedicates him at the temple by giving him to the temple priest Eli to serve in God's house. Samuel is there serving as a child. And in the text, he hears God's voice. But the text tells us, that he does not yet know who the Lord is. It's interesting. It's interesting. It is not unlike many churches today where people are in church but yet don't know who the Lord is. Serving even but aren't really sure of who the Lord is. Have a good heart and, and work hard and doing the right things. But if truth be told, they really aren't sure of who the Lord is is and so God calls him Samuel 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 three times and each time God calls him Samuel goes to Eli saying here am I what do you want here am I what do you want Eli says I haven't called you go lay down yeah you called me I heard my name I didn't call you I don't know this is my first point but I don't know how you feel about it but I'm glad that God calls us repeatedly yeah, yeah, he calls us repeatedly. Now, 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 some of you don't need God to call you repeatedly. I know the first time, just like these first responders, when, when, when God calls, you answer immediately. I understand. But there are a few of us who need the Lord to, to call again and to 
and, and to call again and because, because we've got our own minds and our own agenda. And Lord, I, I've got some plans and we need but, but But I'm glad today that the Lord does not give up on us. But he calls us again and again and he stands at the door and he keeps on knocking until we answer. I'm so glad this morning that, that even though I didn't respond on the first knock that he came again and he, and he came again and he, and he knocked again until I opened the door of my heart. He calls us repeatedly. Samuel. 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 He calls us. Repeatedly, Eli, Eli gives him some good counsel. That's why it's important to have a good godly counselor. He says, it wasn't me. Go lay down. And if you hear it again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. And indeed, God calls again, Samuel, Samuel. Here's the beautiful part of that text, that he calls us personally. He calls Samuel by name. And, and the beautiful part of this is that, watch this, he didn't call Samuel through Eli. But he went directly to Samuel. Watch this, Samuel didn't even know what he was hearing. He assumed it was Eli because watch this, everything that he had known about service in the temple up to that point had been given to him by Eli. Eli was his mentor. Eli was the one shaping him for ministry. Eli was the one he looked up to. And so if there were any instructions to be given, they had to be coming from Eli. But Eli recognized, no, God's got something for you. And Eli moved out of the way between himself and Samuel so that God would have direct access and Samuel wouldn't get the voices confused. What a beautiful thing that is. You know, some people, some people are so interested in controlling you that they won't move out of the way. They're so interested in your allegiance to them that they won't get out of the way and let you become allegiant to God. Here Eli says, no, I've got to remove myself and get out from between you and the Lord so that you will know his voice. He said, and if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, for your servant here. I'm glad, Daddy, that I know him for myself. How blessed I am to have a spiritual father and a natural father like you, but I'm so glad that I know him for myself. I'm glad that I can call you when I, when I need some prayer and I need some trouble, but I'm glad I don't have to depend on you to get to my father. Because when I need my heavenly father, I know him for myself and, and I can call on him for myself. And when I call him, he answers me. promised me a long time ago as I was with Moses so shall I be with you which means that we have our own personal relationship and so do you with your heavenly father so use it 
get to know him, live in that because what you don't want is to have to depend on somebody else to pray for you. What, what, what if they're not answering their phones? What if, what if they hadn't paid their bill and the phone is cut off? What, what if you can't get in touch with them and, and, and they're on vacation? No, I need to be able to talk to them for myself. And that's the good news. He calls us and he knows us personally. Lastly, lest I keep you too long, he calls us purposefully. He calls us purposefully. And that's in verse 11. You got to read it when you get home. But after Samuel opens himself and lays down and, and says, Lord, speak for your servant hears, God begins to pour into Samuel his purpose. He begins to pour into Samuel his word. And he begins to reveal to Samuel some things about the condition of Israel and the house of God. And you got to read all that for yourself. There's a lot there I can't unpack right there. But, but, but the point that I want to make here is that Eli says to Samuel, go lay down. Get quiet. And if you hear the voice again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. What I want to say to you is that you can't be afraid to get quiet. And to stay quiet until God starts talking. There are moments in life when we want to fill the quiet spaces with noise, distractions. Some of us don't like quiet houses. Turn on something. We want noise all the time, but... Bible says that God comes in still small voices which means if you're busy filling the spaces with noise you aren't able to hear the voice of God so get quiet Shh. get quiet let God speak take Time. Don't be so busy. Get still. Do as Samuel lay down. Get into the position of subjection and submission and surrender. Where you can say, Lord, speak. Speak to my heart. Holy Spirit, give me a word that will bring new life. Speak. Speak to my heart for your servant is listening. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, in Jesus' name, how grateful we are that you God of all creation 
don't mind talking to us. You are the creator, but you spend time with your creation. How thankful we are, God, that you love us enough to actually be in relationship with us. That you stand at the door of our hearts and knock repeatedly until we answer. And you don't give up because we didn't open on the first try. But God, you're patient enough to come again and come again until we open ourselves to you. So God, right now, I pray that you speak to the hearts of men and women, boys and girls who have been wrestling for some time about a commitment commitment to give their lives to you, a commitment to serve you, a commitment to do what you have called them to do. Speak, Lord. And Lord, speak in such a way that we know it's you. Because the truth of the matter is sometimes we become our own gods. Our thoughts and our imaginations become our own gods. And so, Lord, right now, we need you to remove us from the altar of our hearts so that you will take reign over everything. Speak. We're listening. Now, Lord, I pray for someone who is here who's as our heads are bowed, as our eyes are closed, there's someone here who hears God's voice. You feel the tug at your heart, and it's a tug to say, you need life in Christ. You, you've, been, you've been trying to do life on your own, on your own terms, on your own way, and and with your own rules and those things just have not panned out very well and and right now right now God is speaking to you and you didn't even know this was gonna happen today you you had no intention of this being a day of commitment for you this being a day where you open your heart and say my storage is empty and I am available to you God but God knew and God's here now. And right now, while all heads are still bowed and while all eyes are still closed, you can make this commitment. If you're here this morning and, and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, you want a new life and you, you want to live for the Lord, you want to walk with God and you want to be a follower of God and if you're here and that's you, we want to invite you to come this morning to come down here and meet us here. We'll talk with you. We'll pray with you. And we'll lead you to living faith in Jesus Christ. And I promise you this, your life will be new. If you're here this morning, wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself available to him. Speak, Lord, for we're listening. Our storage is empty.
and we're available to you. Hallelujah. The doors of the church are open. You can come now, wherever you are, whoever you are, come now. The doors of the church are open. Say, Lord, I am. Lord, I'm available. Hallelujah. As someone else, God bless you. Come now, come now. Come now. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your day. This is your moment. I'll do what you say. He's, he's pulling you now. He's drawing you now. Quench not the spirit. Enable me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell him my storage is empty. It's empty. Oh, and I, and I am. Hallelujah. Bring some more chairs. Bring some more chairs. We don't want anybody to think there's just one chair left. There's some more chairs. There's more space for you. You come. You come. Say, Lord, 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 I'm available. Hallelujah. Yes, open your heart to it. Wherever you are, whoever you are, come now. Come now. I'll do what you I'll say. What you, what you say, do. Use me, Lord. To show someone the way. And enable me. And enable me. To say. Tell him my story is. And I. My storage. My storage. And I am. And I am a man. In my storage. My storage is in Come now. And I am. And I am. My storage. My storage. My storage. My storage. And I am. Christian experience and he's also coming to rededicate his life to Christ now you both have been baptized you have been a member of a church before if this church accepts you as a member are you willing to study with us yes are you willing to work with us yes amen now I'm going to accept your joining the church as rededication 
because you are changing and coming here and reuniting with the Lord. And we're glad to have you. So I'm going to ask that you go go with Brother Campbell that you'd have that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. You know, uh, not only do I come and my wife come to unite here with K's Chapel Church, we've been visiting here for a while now. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I also come to rededicate my life to Christ. And a lot of us out there need to do the same thing. Been in church for a long time. I've sang many songs. I pray many prayers that have been in vain. But from this day forward, I make it my business to be on the right road. Yes. For the Lord. Yes. Because just like this, it's, it's all about the word. If, if, you, if you can't offer me the word, you can't offer me nothing. It's all about trying to live right for Christ. And, and that's why I'm rededicating my life to the Lord to be on the right road. Thank you. And Sister Macklin is coming for prayer. I'm going to ask Reverend Wright if he would administer this prayer. Father God, we come to you this afternoon as humble as we know how. But Father God, we also come boldly asking because you said if we would just ask and ask in faith that you would grant our desires, that your will, not our will, would be done. Father, I don't know what all of the reasons are, but you do. The Bible tells us that you are all-knowing. She's yours. And right now, Father God, we humbly ask that you will grant her desires, strengthen her faith, and do those things that she's asking you to do. Lord, we ask that you would do it and that she will come back to this place and go beyond here, telling the world that you did it. And we ask, Lord, that you would do these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. God bless you again. We welcome our first responders and the reception is immediately following uh, this service or following the benediction. I believe we'll have some people uh, available who will help to escort them to the location for uh, the reception for our first responders. God bless you and God keep you as our prayer. We're standing then for the benediction. Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now henceforth and forevermore in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.